Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. We're going to get started with our message this morning and I need some help this morning. So I'm going to have my, my lovely wife, Pastor Anna, come and help me this morning. And our message is titled, Why Do You Come to Church? Now that could seem like a simple question, right? It could really seem like a, a simple question, but when you... See, I didn't grow up in church, so uh, there's a lot of things I question, right? Because I didn't grow up and hear my parents tell me, well, you got to get up out of bed. You're going to get to church either with us or in a coffin, but you're going to get to church. I didn't hear any of that. You're going to go to Sunday school. All those things that maybe some of you grew up with going to church. So a lot of times I question, well, why, why, why do we do that? I want to know why. I don't want to stand pat for just that pat answer. Well, because that's how we've always done it, or that's what our parents did. Um, does anybody get what I'm saying this morning? I want to find out what does the word have to say about that, number one, and what is the purpose behind that? Uh, on Tuesday nights, our Napa church has, has a prayer evening. So we'll, we'll often go to that on Tuesday nights. And one of the times I led that, Service. I remember asking the people that were there, why do you come? Why are you here tonight? Because I threw them back, because they weren't expecting that. It was a time of prayer, but I, I threw it out there. I said, why are you here? I, I wanted people to examine their motives of why they're really here. Now, we're going to get into some of the reasons why you may be here, and we're going to get into why you should be here. But it all starts... With a scripture in John, we read part of it, but in John chapter 13, and as we get ready to read that, it's on your outline that you're getting right now, uh, so if you have your Bible or just read it from the outline, but it has it here in John 13 verses 34 through 35, let me read this to you, it says, a new command I give you, love one another, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Amen. Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your precious word. Your word, just it, it shows us your heart. It shows us exactly what you mean for our lives, what you've meant for our lives, how you want us to grow. And Lord, there are times when I read your word and I don't get it. I don't understand it. I can't process it. And that's why I need the Holy Spirit to illuminate your word into my soul, into my spirit. And then I can have those aha moments. Okay, I get it, Lord. I understand it now. But Lord, I pray this morning that you would also help everyone here and illuminate into their spirit. Show them true motives, true desires of why are they here? Why are they here? And Lord, if there's something that you're showing somebody here today, I pray that maybe you give them a glimpse of why they should be coming to church if they've never really grasped that up to this point. So we pray, Lord, your blessing, your anointing on your word. Lord, we know your word never comes back void. We thank you for it. It's powerful, more powerful than a two-edged sword. And Lord, we thank you again for that precious word, which just brings life to us. And it brings joy to us, and it brings peace, and it brings comfort, brings us understanding. And so, Father, we pray your blessing this morning in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Well, 
couple of things before Anna jumps in, because we're going to tag team, as I mentioned. Tag team. I remember tag team. WWF, right? Back in the day. All right. So we're going to tag team this morning. But one of the things that we do is that there's different places, there's different locations, buildings that we have to visit in life, right? There, there's things that are necessary in our life. But I'm not talking about going to Disneyland. I'm not talking about going to the Cheesecake Factory where we had lunch last weekend. After church, we went over there and had lunch. Uh, I'm talking about places that we need to visit. I'm talking about places like the DMV. Let me, let me call this the three deadly Ds. The DMV, the dental office, the doctor's office, right? Those are places that we have to visit from time to time, right? We have to go there. You can't postpone it. You have to go there on occasion. But what, 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 uh, when I say that, I got an initial reaction. Right now you thought of something. You cringed when you heard me say the dentist's office, if you're like me. I don't like going to the dentist. But it's a necessary evil, right? The doctor's office. You may cringe when you hear that. Or you may cringe when you hear the DMV, oh my i got to wait in line with all these people, right? The DMV can be the worst of all those places if, you, if you've had to go there. But for every one of you, you had a reaction right now to that. But no one is going to come out and say that they don't love going to those places. I wonder what people would say about going to Foothill American Canyon. Let's think about it honestly. Do we think about church the same way we think about going to the DMV? Or to the dentist's office, or even to the doctor's office? Or is it just a place that we feel that we have to go to, or is it more than that? Think about the people who haven't stepped into church in a long time, or have never gone to church. I would be willing to guess that some of them would describe coming to church like we describe going to the DMV. And based on their experiences, they probably wouldn't be far off you know, I was talking yesterday, we were at a uh, family reunion. Um, it was my mom's side of the family, so um, you know when Hispanics get together, it's like huge. We rented out a park, okay? We didn't just meet at somebody's house, we rented out a park. I don't even know what I'm talking about when you get together with family. And we had a great time, but in that process I was talking to someone, and um, I know they don't go to church. And one of the reasons is, is that they were hurt. They got hurt in church a long time ago. How many know people that have been hurt in church? Maybe that was you. And I'm talking about they may have gotten offended by something the pastor said. Or maybe something that one of the brothers or sisters said in the church. Maybe it wasn't intentional, but they received it offensively. And they took an insult to that and they said, I am never going back to that church. And consequently, with this person I was talking to... They haven't gone back to any church. That was, that was somebody yesterday. I also had a call on Friday from an ex-co-worker of 30 years ago. And she found out I was a pastor. Left me this great encouraging voicemail and said, I feel the Holy Spirit was just calling, letting me know that I need to call you and encourage you with these words. And it was great to hear that. So I called her back. And so I invited her to church and and I said, where are you going to church? And here's what, here's what happened with her. She, she said that she was going to a church, but then something happened and she didn't go back to that church. And she hasn't been back to any church since then because she got hurt. 
She got hurt. And if we're not careful, that can happen to every one of us. God forbid that I would intentionally hurt you and say something intentionally to hurt you. I would never do that. But there may be a day where something may be said that you received that wrong, but it's, believe me, it's not my intention or Anna's intention to ever hurt anybody here. But our feelings do get hurt from time to time. If you don't believe that, just ask your spouse. Um, they will tell you. Amen? They will tell you how many times you have hurt their feelings. But here's the thing. Church is not a place that you come to just once a week so that you can feel you did the right thing or to appease your mind your soul and say, okay, I did my duty for the week. I'm good, right, God? I'm good. I'm good. I can go till next Sunday, right? Because that's the world we live in. Our churches nowadays, it's once a week and that's it, right? Once a week, if that. The average Christian, they say, goes once a month. Once a month. You cannot tell me you're going to get spiritually refueled going to church once a month. It's not going to happen. Amen? Thank you very much, dear. But here's, here's what's important. It is, it's important that each one of us show our love for our church. And it begins with Pastor Anna and I. We have to show love and dedication to our church. It starts with us. If you don't see us demonstrating it, why in the world would you ever want to be part of it? Amen? So also the, the key thing, the scripture that we read, it's showing love for one another. See, one of the things I, I, I want to communicate, one of our... Uh, tag lines here at Foothill Christian is this. It's solutions for today's demands and tomorrow's destiny. That's what we want to provide for everybody that sits here. That's what is written on the business card if you ever pick it up or the flyers that we pass out. It's written on there. And, and the bottom line is every person that walks in through those doors I want them, three things for them to discover. A relationship with God to fall in love with this church and to get to know one another. To, to grow as a believer. Amen? Amen? I believe that God wants us to love the church. But not as we think the church is supposed to be. But how he designed it to function. There's a, there's a clear difference. And I want to talk to you about that this morning. I want us to learn to be the community, the church that God intended us to be. Amen? You know, and I just want to share that when um, I started going to church as a teenager, that was one thing I saw in my pastor, that he truly loved the church. He truly loved each one of his, one of his um, church members. And if they needed anything, he was always there. So I do have that great experience of seeing that as a kid and now as an adult, to be able to do that with you guys, to, leave, to love each one of you. Amen. You know, last month, Rick and I had gone to um, South Lake Tahoe. We had such a great time just relaxing, sitting by the lake. He made me hike. And then we also went horseback riding, which was fun. I tend to get a little scared on the horse, but try to keep it together so it was all good. I didn't fall off. But we had such a great time, and we both loved it very much. Last week... When Raquel spoke, we ended up, um, after, at lunch, we ended up going to the Cheesecake Factory and having lunch there. We had such an enjoyable time. We enjoyed being with each other. We just enjoyed it. We loved it. What do we mean when we say, I love my church? 
What does it mean to love one another, to be forgiving? God wants us to love, does God want us to love one another like I loved my experience in Tahoe? Or does he want me to love the church the way I loved my lunch at the Cheesecake Factory? Even though Rick and I had a good time at Tahoe, this is not the same type of experience and love I should have for my church. You see, some people may have gone to Tahoe and had a bad meal, or maybe the bed was uncomfortable, or maybe they even got sick. This is a one-time experience that will cause them to never want to go back, to never enjoy the creation, the wonderful creation of nature, all because they had one bad experience. Amen. And that, and that one bad experience, they can lose everything there. Um, so so here's, here's the thing. The modern church, we've lost the real intent of church. We, we go... There's people that just church hop, church hop, church, looking for that perfect church, right? And again, if maybe that's what brought you here. We're, the per- we're not the perfect church by any stretch, by any stretch. But yet there are people that will church hop and look for that perfect church. Well, I didn't like this and I didn't like that. And it all becomes a self, self-internalized uh, goal. Instead of looking outwardly and saying, Lord, what is it that you would want for me? What is it that you would want for my family? We begin to look and, and look for things that God never intended in the first place. And uh, the church, again, is not a place that you seek or come to once a week. Amen? It's not a, it's not a place that we just come to this place to enjoy the wonderful food that we have. Every week, brother, sister that come from Sacramento, every single, when you come to visit, we have food here, right? They come all the way from Sacramento just for our food. Do you know that? <laughs> of course not. Right? Every time. We have good food. We do have good food. But that's a part of it, a small part of it. But it shouldn't be the reason why anybody comes to church here. Amen? The church is not a place to, to come and even hear a great sermon. Really. It's not a place just to come and hear a great sermon, although that should be part of it. Church isn't a place to just come and hear worship and to begin to worship God. Or for you to say, well, I don't like that worship team or lack of worship team. It's not even about that. The church exists first and foremost, listen to me carefully, so that each of you would develop a relationship with Jesus. And can I get an amen? Amen. Amen? And through that, through that relationship with Jesus, we then connect to each other. We connect to each other. See, there's... There's no reason in the entire world I would ever connect with any of you if you had never walked into these doors. I would not know you, for the most part, if you had not walked into these doors. I've gotten grown to, both Anna and I have grown to love our church. When I say we love our church, I mean we love our church. We love every one of you. We've gotten to know you. We've prayed with you. We've cried with with some of you. And and we've grown to know you. And, And Jesus himself, loves us, and brought us into relationship with himself. That's the reason the church exists. John 3.16 reminds us of that great love. The Father sent his Son to die for you and I. That's why we have church today. It's not so we can sit and enjoy that worship team. It's not so we can sit and enjoy that wonderful PowerPoint or that wonderful four-point message. 
Those are all byproducts of coming to church and realizing that relationship you have with your father. Amen? And through that, my prayer is, going back to what Pastor Adam was saying, that we love one another. When we have guests coming in, when we have people, it doesn't matter if you see them every Sunday, you come up to them and you acknowledge them. You respect them. And one of the great things about our church is I see that all the time. Uh, I have many comments made to me by visitors. I really love the sense of, of family that you have here. I love it. And I believe that starts with both Anna and I. It starts with us, and then it goes downward. It, it reflects on what we're projecting out there. And we don't do that as a, as a gimmick or as an act. That is who we are, if you know us. That's who we are. And we want you to be able to respect and love unconditionally, because that's what Jesus did with each of us, didn't he? He loved you unconditionally. He could have said, no, this, this guy, this woman, they got way too much baggage. I, I can't hang with them until they let go of all that. No, he didn't say that. He said, come on, I love you just the way you are. Now, Jesus isn't content to have you stay that way, man. He wants you to grow. He's going to chip away at you, get off those rough edges around you, and he's going to grow you into the image of his of himself, right? So, so again, he intentionally loved us he served us, amen? And in being brought into that relationship, we, all, we aren't only brought into a relationship with Jesus, we're brought into that relationship with each other. That's why we can have home Bible studies at 378 Clydesdale Drive here in Vallejo, right? And, and we get to know each other. We get to talk over food. We get to talk about life. We get to talk about the Word. We get to raise questions. We get to talk about tough subjects like forgiveness. We get to talk about tough subjects like death and life and, and taxes and many other things, right? That's what family does. We may not agree with each other at times. How many know that families don't always agree with each other? But we can agree to disagree agreeably is what I, how I like to say it. But again, it's growing with each other as we grow to know our Lord. We grow with each other. Amen. Many people treat the church like a restaurant. If the experience isn't to their liking, they'll find another church to go to, or maybe not go to church at all. Unfortunately, this sets up this sets a church. This sets up expectations for the church that it was never intended to fulfill. Also, this isn't relationship focused. This is self focused. This isn't loving as Jesus loved. The love is what I am comfortable with and for my own gain. The church isn't supposed to be like that. You will experience a love for the church when you intentionally love the church. You will have a deep sense of love for the church when you actively and intentionally practice love for the church. When you don't intentionally love the church, then you will not experience a love for the church. Let's see how we can intentionally love the church. So we have shared why you should be coming to church. Amen. And here's, Anna just hit the key point right here. Is if we're looking at church like a restaurant, well, that wasn't to my liking. This wasn't to my liking. And, you know, we've all done that. Even before I became a pastor and before we settled in at Foothill Christian in Napa, we visited a couple of churches 
And it was like, and you know when the right fit is for you. You'll know when that fit is there. But you can't go in thinking, oh, well, that's not a perfect church. Because there isn't a perfect church. It does not exist. And so that's self-focus. We need to be relationship-focused. See, it starts with our Father. He desires a relationship with each of you. And church really is a relational thing. How many have figured that out yet? It's relational. And so uh, that's why it's so important that we show you that we love our church. We want you to love the church. And when we say again the church, it's you. You're the church. It's not this multi-purpose room or a building in our future. It's not that. You are the church today. Every one of you are the church. Amen? Anna's going to show us here in the next few moments four different points on how we can love our church. And one of the reasons uh, that she's going to share that right now is because I have to go to Napa to go preach in Napa right now. So she's going to be teaching on on these four points. But my question to you today right now before she gets into that is, do you love your church? And you don't have to answer that out loud, but if you want to, let me hear it. Amen. Amen. I, but I think I barely heard you. I, I must have some earwax in here. Do you love your church? That's better. Amen. Amen. Anna, take it away. So I have to be honest with you. I got drafted into doing this because Pastor Rick has to leave. But because I love each one of you, I am so willing to do this. So we are going to talk about the four points. And the first point, love by connecting. Being in fellowship and relationship with each other is more than just knowing their names or knowing where they sit. It's just so important to, co- to connect with each other. Um, I kind of shared this morning to keep our sister Lex in prayer. She had gotten some really bad news. She had a a cousin that was murdered. And talking about connecting with people, if I wouldn't have had a relationship with her, I don't think she would have felt comfortable calling me this morning in tears and saying, can you pray for us? I won't be there this morning because I just feel I can't can't face anyone. But can you pray for me? And so I did that this morning. I was able to reach out. And that's because being connected, you have to be connected with people. Um, point number two, love by serving. God has given each of his followers a supernatural empowered abilities to encourage and help one another and the community. Everybody has a gift. God has given us, each one of us, a gift. You know, sometimes with, with my girls, as they've gotten older... We've kind of have tried helping them to find their purpose and their plan and what God has called them for. Now, with some of us, it's easy for us to say, you know what, this is what I like to do. Like Wade and Irene, they love to cook and they give. So that's how they love, by serving. Um, you have to find out what you enjoy doing. And because that is a gift that God has given you, if it's encouragement, then go out and encourage one another. Point number three, love by giving. Yes, we are going to talk about giving. And I don't mean talk about giving giving your money. But I mean about, this is giving your time, your talent, and your tre- treasures. I so appreciate those of you that come and help in the morning, help set up. That's giving of your time. 
And I understand that not everybody can do it. We're all in different seasons in our lives. Some of us either don't feel well or we have younger kids. But for those of you that do help by giving of your time, we so appreciate it. And I know that the Lord does too. Um, even when we help clean up, you're also giving of your time. Everybody here chips in so nicely and that is just so awesome. Also, the last point is love by sharing. The love that Jesus gives us, we can't be hoarders. We need to give that. And I just want to share, um, there's a sister here, Sister Ivy, I'm going to pick on you. Um, at her work, she started a new job in Benicia. And um, Pastor Rick had told her, you know, whatever job you go to, you need to let people know that you're a Christian and you need to share the love of God. And Sister Ivy is actually pretty new. She's been coming for almost, I think, about a year, but she is a new Christian. But she calls us and she sends us these text messages that she's witnessing to her co-workers. And in fact, she kept witnessing to them that she even asked one day, she told one of the gentlemen, can I pray for you? And so um, they're getting ready to pray and she looks at him and she goes, okay, close your eyes now, we're going to pray. But I just thought that was cute. You know, she's just She's just sharing the love that God has given her. And that's what we need to do, is we need to, to share God's love. So I want to challenge you this week to let a few people know that you love your church. Also to be encouraging. If, if you happen to have Sister Lex's number, I encourage each one of you to send her a text and let her know that you're praying for her and that you love her that she is not alone. Because we are a loving church, continue to do that with one another, but also with the world outside. Let them know that you're a Christian and that you do love your church. Amen? Amen. I'm going to ask if you can all stand up, and I'm going to close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come before you, Lord God, and we just thank you for all that you've done, Lord, and that you've given us this wonderful church that we can love each other and just get to know each other more in a deeper way, Lord God. I ask that you would help us this week to be able to show the world the love that you've given us, Lord God, that we would be a light in this world. I ask that you bless each one of us here, Lord God, and that you would just give us a blessed week. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. amen.